Hello, everybody, and welcome to Conviction, where we feel a conviction to discuss questions and topics surrounding church, culture, ministry, and just general life as a Jesus follower. My name is Caleb. And my name is Parker. And uh, today, we are actually going to be having a little bit of personal discussion. We are going to be having a bit of a check-in when it comes to just faith and obviously life, following Jesus, all those things. And so we're kind of kicking off the show today by asking the question, what have you been reflecting on or processing through within faith lately? That kind of a thing. What have been some things that God has laid on your heart that you have just been wrestling with, thinking through, trying to apply all those things? Um, And this is a type of episode we might do from now and then, or if nobody's at all interested in our personal lives uh, and our personal journeys, then we will never do it again. And we will only give you guys information and that sort of a thing. So that's a dumb joke. All right. Uh, Parker, that's where we're going to be going today. Uh, do you have some stuff to start? Do you want me to jump in, start with some stuff? How about you start? Sure. I'll start. I will say, I think that I just am going to have a series of mini rants and like mini that's podcast moments. You start. Um, so when it comes to faith lately, I will say, I just think that for myself and I say my, myself and Sierra, we're just in a really interesting and really refreshing spot. Um, honestly, a pretty cool spot within faith right now. I would say for about like a year and a half, it felt like the Lord wasn't really like speaking things to us necessarily, like new things or direction and stuff like that. Like there were aspects of his faithfulness that obviously were very evident. There was definitely moments of seeing him work and move and all of those things, but it didn't feel like there was necessarily like vision for the future or vision for what he had for us. And that sort of a thing. It just was kind of like walking based upon what had previously been said or shown or revealed that kind of a deal. And it feels like right now, um, ever since November time about that, the Lord's just been starting to speak more um, and honestly, just like confirm some more things and that sort of a thing, which has been really cool, but it's made me now start to think through a lot of stuff. And so that is where my rants come from. Not my rants that are mad and evil and, uh, hatred towards anything, but rants, hopefully in a good way. Cause there's things that I'm starting to get a little bit more passionate about. Um, the first thing I guess would just be this, like the last probably two years, at least, um, my personal prayer life has been very much so, I would say, ooh, as a pastor, this is like taboo to say, it's been a struggle. It's been a little bit difficult to be able just to have that be my regular rhythm in the way that, um, not even as a pastor, but as a follower of Jesus, I feel I should have had it. Um, now, the thing that coincides with that is me going through my master's and a bunch of those things. And uh, it was cool the other day, in a time of prayer, I felt like the Lord was kind of speaking to this past season and now this new season um, and not like shaming me, but having a moment almost of just being like, I realize what I took you through and what that looked like. And now I want you to start operating in a different means now that it's a new season, if that makes sense. Um, so that being that I really have just felt a renewed urgency when it comes to prayer and when it comes to time of personal worship, actually. Um, so what I've been really reflecting on a lot lately, um, and really honestly, just this past week, but just very intentionally this past week, like, I don't know if you've had this, but I think there's just times where God places stuff on our heart and we try to say it matters and like, we're kind of fighting for it. And then there's times, I think they're a lot more rare in our faith and in our journey where it's just like, something just clicks in a moment and you're just like, I get this now and I really want that. 
Mm-hmm. And so like, I would say for me right now, that's something I'm really, I think getting to experience the joy of, and that would be like having like a hunger for the Lord's presence through worship and prayer and the word, but the word in a little bit of a different way. Um, you know, for myself then, okay, so how am I actually practicing this and applying this? Um, I really have looked and started to have it where at least uh, for 20 minutes a day, and again, that's not an extensive amount of time, but kind of the thing for me is 20 minutes is the barrier between something being a significant part of your day and being notable or being just a small thing you kind of passively went through. Yeah, passing activity. Yeah, and like if you were to have somebody ask, you know, hey, what all did you do today? If something took 20 minutes, it's on the list of stuff you actually considered to mention that you did. Yeah. Uh, you know, if it's 10 minutes, you're like, oh, I you know, had to go get some coffee or something like that. Like, it's not going to meet the criteria. And so I've looked and I've been like, Lord, I want to build this hunger up more and more. I want to have this time with you. And so I've had it where I'm just like, hey, at least 20 minutes, at least 20 minutes, I'm going to be taking that time to worship, taking that time to pray. And it has been such a joy and something I've been really looking forward to in my day of saying like, oh, this is this is something I prioritize, something that matters to me. I want it to be a part. But also in that time then, um, you know, I'm taking some worship songs and playing those and genuinely taking some time to worship. Uh, I, I'm praying in the midst of those moments. But then I'm also taking time just to go to the Lord in prayer about, you know, God, what where, what's a portion of scripture you want me to go read right now? And this is something when I was younger, I did a lot more often. And I haven't done as much recently, but I'm just feeling led to engage with again. You know, this last season, I did a lot of uh, studying of the word in a lot more of a textbook and formal sense. Um, and that's obviously very important. But additionally to that, just really looking and saying, Lord, where do you want me to go to in scripture so you can speak to me in this moment? And obviously you can speak to me in many ways, but I want to see uh, how you may want to speak to me today through this. And just having moments where the Lord just like, you know, drops the name of a book in a chapter into my head and I go and I start to read it. And I'm like, awesome. And like, you know, some of those times right now have just been so encouraging where it's like, man, that is something that is challenging me and I'm having to reflect on and I'm having to process. And Lord, again, I'm in this space of worship and prayer, Lord, now I'm praising you for the fact that you spoke to me through your word and I'm thanking you for your word. And it's just been a really sweet time for myself um, and for Sierra because both of us are kind of going through a similar season right now. And I don't, really quick, I don't say that right now to be like, hey, look at what is happening um, in my life and my devotion life and all of those things. Uh, this is probably the only uh, podcast I'll mention this on really at all um, because I don't want it to become about like looking at like, look at my personal life of this, this, and this. But genuinely, that's been a huge thing in my faith that now I've just been processing through. Um, and I hope to see the Lord keep expanding, but is looking and saying, Lord, what does it mean for me to truly worship you? What does it look for me to actually devote time to you? What does it look like for me to dive into your word in a way that is actually saying, what does your voice have to say to me today? And that sort of a thing. Um, again, with all the other mediums in which you can do that being still very important, but for myself right now, that's been a, a really cool thing. Uh, you know, even just the idea of looking and just being like, Jesus, you're magnificent. I was able to, uh, teach this last Sunday for our Bible study for youth on Revelation chapter one. And it's so funny because to me, because if you read Revelation, typically people leave really scared. But if you read the first chapter, you realize it's really hopeful and you realize that it's actually just like 
so glorious. I mean, it's the, it's the revelation of Jesus Christ. Like it's realizing more of who he is and all of these things. And even when you get to the end of chapter one of revelation, it describes, uh, John having Jesus appear before him and he's describing him like with, with lightning and with bronze and with white wool hair and all of these things. And he's just describing him magnificently. And you sit there and it's just like this guy is using any earthly word he can to try to describe the glory of which he saw in God. And sitting there and just almost then reflecting and just being like, all right, Lord, do I give you that same glory and reverence when I've seen you work in my life, when I've seen you move in my life? And I just think again, that's something that's been really stirring me lately. Uh, even on Sunday morning, then it was, you know, it's kind of a funny, ironic thing to think about. But um, going into the Sunday morning worship time as a community, and I felt like it was such an enriching time for myself. And that's not to say that there's been anything different in terms of the team or what we're doing, but like for myself, because I was practicing this personal time of worship there was a familiarity, honestly, within just like that presence where you just walk in, you're just like, I'm ready to be able to be in this space. Um, And not in a better than anything like that. It's just like, I'm just excited to be here now. Like I I want to be in this space. And so that has been really uplifting and encouraging and that sort of a thing. Yeah. So that's been one thing for myself right now. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. Um, For me right now, status update um honestly right now i'm trying to get the meat and potato stuff down yeah honestly like having uh you know starting a family and having you know a baby and uh my wife having just recently recently being in the last month and a half ish um my wife recently returning back to work um, so figuring that all out, childcare, ferrying, you know, our son back and forth between, and that, and we share a car, um, you know, ferrying me, Nadia and Jameson around and amidst all of that, trying to find time to, you know, do all the, the meat and potato stuff that we've talked about in past, you know. Uh, episodes, you know, the stuff where we would just say, like, if it matters, it matters. Yeah. You know, and honestly, like, in the, you know, amidst all this happening, a lot of it, like, I've, I've, you know, it's fallen by the wayside in, in terms of, like, being present in my day-to-day, you know, life, frankly. Um, so, really, for me right now, I'm focusing on just getting, a, a, like, I, and I'm doing all this with the intention of trying to not make it a checkbox. Yeah. That we have a list of things we need to get done today. And okay, I, I checked off my reading my Bible for X amount of time box. Okay, cool. I'm good to go and proceed with the rest of my day. Here we go. Um, you know, that's something I want to avoid. Yeah. On the other hand, you know, one thing that me and Nadia have been doing, which has been pretty cool. And I, I think has been really beneficial for us, even though it's only really happened two Sundays now is, um, we're doing our, uh, our churches, um, doing a, uh, young families class right now. Um, which 
has been really cool. Uh, both in terms of the, you know, you're meeting with some people that like, they're all going through very similar struggles that you are yeah. and, and everybody gets it. You know, sometimes it feels like, uh, we're just here commiserating about our, <laughs> you know, whatever, you know, insert, you know, common struggle with kids type yeah. thing. Um, but, uh, another benefit of it is that like, we're talking about like, a, like, how are we trying to fit in the meat and potatoes, mm-hmm. core uh, spiritual disciplines into our personal lives, but also um, trying to hold each other accountable to, you know, for being intentional in implementing those spiritual disciplines as a family unit. Yeah. Um, and being very intentional as far as that goes. And, you know, uh, and, and you know, it's a little different right now for us cause we only have one kid and he's honestly, you know, he, he doesn't get words. He doesn't get like, he doesn't, he doesn't have full sentences yet. Right. Uh, and for reference, if you don't know, he's like, uh, just, you know, like a week or two shy of six months. Um, so, um, so like it's it's not like he's picking up on stuff. It's not like he's seeing us read our Bibles in the morning or yeah. whatever. Like we were talking about, um, there's a couple of different ideas that were brought up in like this last Sunday's class. But one of them, it was focusing on the morning time in particular and how we go out, um, like start off our day and how you can be intentional um, about sending off each of your members of the family totally. sorry there was a dog there so yeah, sorry. If, if you heard a noise that's what that was just need to the address dog was that trying to quick. break into the room yeah um but uh anyway um so it's i i, I it's one of those things that i am I, I think there's been a tendency in me and I think that I think a lot of other people could resonate with this, you know, where you like, you look at that list of things that we say, if it matters, it matters. Those core spiritual disciplines. And there's a tendency for me to be like, okay, I want to get from where I am to having all of it yeah. done. And it's, and you know, and having all those things down, and I, the, the, you know, the older I get, I think there's m- more and more I see that just those types of things, you just have to be committed to the process yeah, and just slowly incorporate those things. So like for me right now, honestly, like, um, and I talked about this on, on Sunday with our, the other families, you know, that like for me, a lot of mornings right now reading my Bible and I'm trying to change this in the morning, sometimes it looks like you know, listening to my Bible while making my lunch. Yeah. Cause I try to get up earlier and it just so happens those mornings he gets up earlier yeah, yeah. and like it, like you can't control those factors like you used to. So, and, and ideally I'd rather not just listen to my Bible. Yeah. I'd rather t- take more time and let things do more, you know, but, um, I'd rather do that than not at all. Yeah. You know? So, you know, all of this is like, like what I said, like it's a intentional trying to not make it a checkbox, yep. but at the same time being intentional about it. 
and, you know, wanting to place those things in our family that, you know, as Jameson gets older and as like, if we have more kids, um, that those will be things that they pick up on. Yeah. And as a family unit, we stand for the Lord. Yeah. So, yeah, that's where I'm kind of at right now. That's good. And what I've been thinking about. That's good. Well, you're scared to participate within faith how most people, when they were illiterate, did. Huh? Just having to listen to it. It's not a bad thing. No. I'm and, not saying you're illiterate. I'm you just know, saying, and like... And honestly, like, I'm, I'm also in the middle of, like, trying and failing at the same time to read the Bible in a year. Yeah. Cover to cover. Uh, I, I, we'll see if I make it. You know, I miss a couple days here and there. But one benefit to listening... Uh, is you can get through a lot. Oh, yeah. Especially in the Old Testament when it's a lot of its narrative. You can get through a lot. Like, it's like, they don't say it, or if they say it, it's like not very common in the Bible, or you don't hear it or notice it in the Bible app, but you'll look down and you're like, oh, shoot, I just listened to four chapters. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I only read need, need, really needed to read two. Yep. You know, so it's like, yeah. Anyway. That's something I've thought about trying to do, um as like a tandem with like other devotion times is honestly just doing like a quick listen through of the Bible. Um, and almost like with saying like, I know I won't catch all of it, mm-hmm. but like, I know that there's some people they do, which I, I think it's super cool. I think at some point I would like to do it is like the shred, which is where you read the whole Bible in 30 days. Um, and it's like a lot of people do it to start, their year off and that sort of a thing. Um, I would like to do almost a similar thing at least first with just even like listening through it. Cause basically I, th- I want to say how many chapters It's a lot. Um, Cause I think 90 days to get through the Bible is 15 chapters a day. So I believe it's like f- almost 40 some chapters a day. Hey Siri, how many chapters are in the Bible? 1,189 chapters in the Bible. Oh, okay. Wait a second, wait a second. We're going to so do the math. Welcome welcome to the Conviction Podcast, where we want to make sure our math is right. All right, 1,189, I think it's said. 89 divided by 30. That is about 39.3. Chapters a day? Yeah. Okay. So 40 chapters a day-ish. 40 chapters a day. What's, what's funny is, is there's certain sections of Scripture that's super doable. Right. The section for me that I would struggle the most, honestly, and people might say like that's stupid. I would really struggle through the Psalms. Right. You know what? You know what chapter always like makes me just terrified to try to do a Bible reading plan with a certain number of chapters a day. Psalm one nineteen just always makes me be like that's that shouldn't count as just one, but it does. Right. Um. Yeah. No, so I think that's Romans. still good though. Like I don't think listening through is a bad thing by any means. But I love that you're doing that. Right. It's I also just, love that you're not content. Yeah. Yeah. And honestly, that alone for me is a is a is a move. Yeah. To begin with. Because it's just so easy to, you know, just I wanna say go I don't wanna say go with the flow because that sounds so cheesy. But like But yeah. I think it's so easy to just do the bare minimum. Totally. Frankly. Yeah. And I know that about myself. Yeah. I don't know if y'all know it about yourselves, but it's probably true. I'm an American. So, (laughs) (laughs) no, I think that's good, man. Um, Very cool. I'm trying to think for myself, 
You guys, I just usually have a lot of different things going through my head. One thing for myself recently has been also just like thinking through faith, the reality of like, what should our relationship with Jesus look like? I think there's a lot of times that we've made it just really like self-serving. And that's where I think I'm really wrestling right now of almost like, yes, Christ died for me, but that doesn't mean it's about me now. Yeah. Like Romans 12, one through two, right? Like the idea of like, present myself as a living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to the Lord. Um, like this is our spiritual act of worship. Like is just to lay our lives down. Yet most of the time when we talk through faith, it's like, I'm a sinner and I'm just going to keep sinning by chance. And man, thank you, Jesus, for helping me not go to hell. Woo. <laughs> like, well, even like, like weird and, I don't know if the other episode will be released by the time this one's released, but in another conversation of ours, we were talking about like, not even just that, but like also just what some people like in particular Western Christianity or modern Christianity, like what our faith orients around. Like when we go to a service, what is our goal? Is it to, you know, receive a word for mm-hmm. us to receive a word, or is it to have more clarity on our calling so we can know what to do? Or is it, you know, um, you know, is there, frankly, is there something we're trying to get out of it? Yeah. And that's not really necessarily the point of Christianity. Yeah. That's like, you know? I think of people who, uh, people who I would say seem to hear from God a lot. They don't seem to talk about their faith as if it's like, I just hear from God. They seem to talk about their faith as if like, I spend a lot of time with God. Right. And when you spend a lot of time with him, you should just, a byproduct is hearing. It becomes a dialogue. Exactly. And like, that's where I think for, even I have to think about this for myself as like a pastor and as a minister, like I look around and the whole idea of like, we're all unique individuals is honestly really overrated. Um, and obviously we're not supposed to like, try to be like the same person, like in that sort of a thing. But there's also times that we need to look around and say like, who are people who we would like to be similar to, to minister? Like why? Cause we know the same God. And so if I see how God moves through them, like I know that God could move through me potentially in a similar way. Again, not to say we're all the same, we're all gifted in the same ways. But for myself, I've started to look and I've been like, man, God, what does it look like for me to pastor for, you know, the foreseeable future, the next, I mean, like, I don't know, 50 to 60 years type of a thing. Mm -hmm. Um, Probably not in the same kind of roles in those latter years, but like Lord willing, being able just to be faithful within it. And like, I look at that and I think about that kind of an idea and it's just like, man, it really matters. Like who would I want to follow in that? And I look and I see like different ministries and different ways people go about. We have a great example for ourselves with Pastor Rob and the fact that he's had such longevity within the ministry, but looking and just saying, what does that look like? And then again, the common denominator for people who I see who operate within their giftings and operate within the gifts and things like that in ways I think are really healthy is oftentimes people who walk in a whole lot of humility and also walk in a whole lot of, you can just tell like 
time spent with the Lord and just being like, God, I just want to spend time with you. Not so I can be a better minister though. But I know if I spend more time with you, I will be like, it's, this is a dumb example. Like, well, I'll even like for yourself, for you and your son, you know, you want to be a, a great father and all of those things. But if you looked and one day tell your son, I, I've spent so much time with you because I wanted people to know I was a good father and to see that I was a good father. So I spent time with you. They'd probably look at you and be like, well, hey, man, <laughs> I thought you just were my dad and wanted to be with me. Now, when you act as a good father, people will recognize it. But if you go out there saying, I'm just going to try to posture, right? And that's what we do in faith a lot. That's something I've been reflecting on just to make sure it's clear is like we posture ourselves a lot before God. You know, we make him, uh, in the words of uh, Pastor Michael Koulianos, because I heard this in a message of his and he just worded it so simply and well, we make Jesus the bridge, not the destination. You know, we make him the means by which we get to what we want rather than just being like what we want. And when you're with him, he's going to give you the things you need. And how much better is that than anything we could try to say we want or desire, right? And I just think within faith in general right now, man, we just need to get to a spot where it is just about him and it's just about pursuing him and finding him and being with him. And when we do those things, yes, there are blessings and promises and things like that that will take place. Even like you want to talk about reading your Bible, like it says in the book of Revelation, blessed are those who read this book and keep it in their heart. There's a blessing to that. Like you are blessed within that. So why do you read the book of Revelation? Well, not just to receive a blessing, but a byproduct of it is a blessing. And we should take that serious. Mm -hmm. In the same way, you know, go to a special service and believe God's going to move in a great way, but he's not moving in a great way just because you went to the special service. Most likely he moved in a great way because you intentionally sought him out and sacrificed your time to be with him. And showed up with an expectancy that when you worshiped, when you praised, when you heard the word, that he was going to move and encounter you. Yeah. And that kind of a thing. Yeah. I almost wonder how much that comes from, you know, like I think, <clears throat> in, and I know that some of this varies like geographically. Like I think s studies have been done in like, at least in the U.S., like the southern portion of the U.S. is not very much this way, this way but for the most part, like in terms of, um, modern Western, um, culture, we care about like when we look at something that like was done or something cool that happened, even in the way I'm talking about it right now, we want to know what got done. Yeah. We want to know the results of yeah. it. We're very, like, we're very uh, results oriented. Yeah. Not process oriented. Even me, like, when I think about, like, that the whole point of this faith is to glorify God and to be in relationship with God. Honestly, like, the relationship part of it for me, for example, like, my western mind goes that's it yeah frank you know what i mean like i like i never like i don't know 
maybe that maybe that sounds shallow. Probably is shallow, but like, <laughs> like I, I, it, it makes, it makes me, when I think about it now, it makes me hungrier in my faith because, like, I know I'm missing something. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like, I know that there's something in this relationship that God has for me that. I have like no concept of as of right now, or yeah. like I don't understand the need for it as much as he knows that I need it. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so, um, that being said, I, I wonder how much that, you know, does that make sense? What I'm saying about like our culture and how we're resu- results oriented oh, and yeah. like the act of a relationship is a much more process oriented yep. thing. It's not like, Oh, you know, it's not relationship status that does like, and that's in and of itself doesn't encapsulate what a relationship is. Yeah. You know? So I don't know. Well, it's like within faith, people just, uh, why do most people in America, like I would say the easiest spiritual discipline for them to engage with, they don't even engage with always that well is Bible reading. Why? Because there's progress to it. Mm Mm-hmm. Because I could say I read this many chapters or I read this many days in a row and that sort of thing. And again, those things are good. Mm-hmm. Those are good to do. But it ends up being, again, about like I had this process. Even like, I mean, I'll even say I get uh, worried about mentioning amount of time praying or things like that. Because again, I don't want it to be about the look at me, the amount, right? And there's a little bit of that weariness of just like when Jesus says, right, go into your room and do it in silent and the Lord rewards it, right? And so, in case, just as like a public confession, I hope that that first portion is encouraging in terms of people stepping out, not necessarily a time of like flaunting what God might be doing. Um, But I think, again, it's really easy for us just to get about that. You know, see what I've done, see my results, see what's happening, see how I've stepped out, see how I've had these things happen. But like in faith, and this is just where, dude, just the reality, we're so... And this is just where I just am probably too blunt about certain things or too straightforward. And again, I don't even do this um, to the perfect means. Or actually, I'm nowhere near this. If everyone wanted to see an extremely close relationship with the Lord, and everybody wanted to have a just extremely just tuned in time with the Holy Spirit, if all of us went for a week... And for like two hours a day, like locked ourselves in rooms and just prayed and just looked and said, Lord, what do you have to say? No agenda, no amount. You don't tell somebody you're there. You're not doing it for anything other than you're like, God, I'm just desperate for your presence. And I'm I'm eliminating every distraction I can. I'm just here for you. We would see stuff happen. Right. But it wouldn't be the stuff that you would expect even. And it's not stuff that you're going to necessarily even share. But it's stuff that will be demonstrated through your life changed, right? But then if somebody asks you, why can't you hang out? Or why can't you do that? Like, hey, we should go do this. And it's just like, well, if you say no and they ask why and it's because you're going to take time to pray that night. Well, that's not very cool. Oh, man, why do you got to... Well, no, it's just like we're just taking the faith serious, that sort of a thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and a lot of people, again, just don't 
Well, maybe it's just that. Maybe it's just that simple. Maybe it's just they don't. Um, granted, really quick, just to say, I get their seasons and times. That was something I was just talking about earlier. I think the Lord looked and said, "Hey, you were in a certain season." I think right now for you and Nadia, you guys are in a very particular season. For a lot of people, they're in seasons. But also, there's a moment where it's looking and saying, "God, God, I'm hungry. I'm desperate." Like, you know, I'll say for myself, I had. A lot of times over the last two years of just praying and saying, God, I just want to be hungry for you and praying that. And I'm just going to be honest. And then I didn't like have an increase of hunger for being around him and being with him. And then there was just a day that that prayer was answered. And I don't know why it had to wait. In some ways, maybe it didn't. But I genuinely think it was God given. And it was an answer to that. And his timing is great where things work out and all of those things. And it ends up being a time of a marker. But again, even in that, it started with me at least making sure I was saying those small prayers, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what we see throughout even scriptures, people being willing to step out and take that time and not be about the results, but just be about what happened. Dude, like think about like Paul. When Paul's on the road to Damascus and then um, Ananias, Ananias, I forget how many A's are in his name, but uh, he has the Lord appear to him and say, hey, go go find Paul. And he had nothing to gain out of that. Right. <laughs> Zero. If anything, he had something to lose. Exactly. And he's there and he's praying and the Lord speaks and what's he do? He just goes and does it. Right. And it's a blessing to Paul, but it ends up being a blessing to the whole world in such a massive way. Yeah. But he just looked and he just said, all right, Lord, it matters. I'm going to step out, right? And he could have not. He debated with God. What a crazy thing to think about. The dude debated. He's like, he's like, he's Wait. trying to kill us. Yeah. And then God responds. You're talking about the right, same person right now? Yeah. He's like, come on, what's going on? And then God looks and says, I'm going to show. This is where I feel like God's also like a little bit like, like he's smart about it. Because he's like, I believe I'm quoting this right. He looks and he's like, I'm going to show him how much he has to suffer for me. And maybe in his head then he's like, ah. Okay, like I'm not saying that's exactly what happened, and a lot of people would say no, that's not, it's not a vindictive heart. That's definitely true, but I just think like in that moment, he chose to be honest, he chose to be faithful, he chose to be obedient. It matters. Um, yeah, be obedient. Well, then you look even further into that with Paul, and you could say what exactly what number, but if you look at the amount of time between that moment where, you know, when Paul is converted to Christianity and to when he actually starts his ministry. How many years is it? It's like, what is it? It's like, uh, Oh, I always forget this one. I think it's, it's a matter 12. of decades. Yeah. It's near 12 years, I believe. Yeah. So because he goes and he's, he's ministering within Damascus. He has to flee the city. He goes to the disciples in Jerusalem. And that I believe is where he's trained up. Yeah, but then he spends like, you know, more time than what you would spend on a doctorate. Yep. In just spending time with the disciples. Yep. And absorbing everything. Yeah. You know. Um, yeah. Because he cared. I mean, in some ways, if we want to get, because he cared about his Lord more than he cared about just getting out in the ministry. Like he cared about knowing Jesus. And he's like, you guys know Jesus? I'm going to get to know you. Yeah. Like that even is such a good example in some ways. 
Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's honestly, Paul, like, it's crazy to think about Paul because it's like, like, can you imagine? Like, because he was a Pharisee. Yeah. So up until this point in his life, his whole life has revolved around serving his God. Yeah. And he believed going after the Christians and killing them, he believed that was in service of his God. Yeah. Even that was revolved around that. It all revolved around that. Can you imagine what it must have been like to have your whole life revolve around this and then to get, you know, proverbably smacked in the face by that whole smacked encounter, blind in the face by that whole encounter to realize you missed it. Yeah. You missed the chance to get to know Jesus. Mm. The moment that generations upon generations from Adam all the way down to Roman times, up to Roman times, you missed the moment that you got to walk with Jesus. You know, that must have been wild yeah. and crazy for your whole life to have been revolved around this and then to realize you missed it. And then, so then it makes sense why then he spent 12 years, approx, give or take whatever it was, with people who did actually walk with God incarnate on earth. Yeah. Wild to think about. Anyway. It is. Well, and it's also just like, I, it, we, we should just, ex, we should expect that for our lives in some ways, not the same dichotomy, but the reality of like in a moment, this undeniable change and shift. Uh. And like, yeah, man, this is even a thing I've been thinking about. It's like within church and stuff. Like, how do we call people from sinners to saints? How do we call people from the reality of their sin to the reality of how God now sees them and actually stepping into that? Not being perfect. We're not going to be perfect people by any means, but looking and realizing the identity that now through the blood of Christ upon our sins that God now sees us and walking in that goodness, right? And that joy and that greatness and that sort of thing. Not greatness because of us, but greatness of this position that he would see us like that, that kind of a greatness. Um, and for Paul, it was a moment's, moment's notice. You know, everything shifts and changes. And for us, looking and saying, God, what do you want me just in this moment even just to say, boom, it's done, changed, shifted. I'm just gonna walk in obedience and just see what happens. Yeah, man, faith's a crazy thing. Faith is something that we should always ponder a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's a good spot. Yeah. A little bit of pondering for you guys. Um, man, we hope this is beneficial for you guys. This is a little bit of just like the honest conversation with Caleb and Parker talking a bit about life, where we're at, some of the things within faith and all those things. But we just want to say thank you guys for jumping on. Thank you always for checking out the episodes. We hope this is beneficial to you. Let us know if you guys have any things you've been thinking on, any questions or topics you guys want us to talk about. Uh, DM us, leave a rating or review with it in there, whatever it may be. We always appreciate you guys checking the episodes out, checking it out every week. Share it with a friend. My name's Caleb. And my name is Parker. We'll see you guys next time. Thanks.